everybody. Welcome back to episode three of AI Chatter. And as you can see, my eyes are not as bad as last week. So I have fully recovered from lovely conjunctivitis. Uh, excited to uh, dive into this episode right away. Obviously, as you can see, like, subscribe if you want to continue to listen more of this. Uh, and we want to keep continuing to kind of pump these out and, and talk about the latest things in the world of AI, machine learning, data science, all that. So uh, why don't we uh, bring Ken and Marty in and chat uh, and have them uh, get, well, let's start again with another quick 30 second intro from each of you guys. Uh, why don't we have Marty, you start this time. Who are you? Hi, my name is Marty Galp. I've been with Archetype almost two years now. I've got about almost 30 years in the data science and <clears throat> operations research space. I spent a lot of time on active duty in the Air Force doing all kinds of analytics, uh, spent some time teaching and then retired and went into the banking and insurance industry and then over here at Archetype. Love it. Mr. Sanford. Hi, doctor. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Um, uh, so I'm a reformed academic economist uh, and found my way to data science technology 15 or so years ago, and I've been in it ever since. And uh, excited about this revival in um, uh, in the technology side, right? Because we we just when we thought we had everything figured out, the, the generative AI comes in and messes it all up or makes some opportunity. I'm not exactly sure what, but I'm excited to be a part of it and the architect team. So, hey. Love it. Awesome. So the first thing I wanted to talk about, and we can pull up the... Uh... The screen share here is, I saw it uh, just this week and, and personally signed up to, to attend it virtually, but the AWS Innovate. Uh, so all about specifically their generative AI and data edition. I loved the, you know, I'm a big sucker for a good tagline of see the world through fresh AIs. <laughs> uh, so what, what's, uh, I'm curious, are you guys, have you guys seen this at this point? Are you guys can attend it as well? Uh, curious on what you guys think of it. And uh, I'll even scroll a little bit on this of kind of some of the the f speakers and topics that they're going to talk about. But what, what's your guys' take on it? I mean, you don't hear as much about AWS in as a, as a sort of a, a big player in this lately. So I'm sure they're going to have some big announcements. Um, you know, both the model side and the architecture side. Um, certainly a lot of our customers and other, other you know, companies uh, use AWS services uh, sometimes exclusively for their, their uh, business intelligence needs. And so it would make sense that, a, that AWS starts playing stronger, but you know, Google, Microsoft, OpenAI are, are the three you hear about. You don't really hear about AWS too much, but uh, so I'm sure this is it. This is their they're coming out, and it's isn't it the exact same time as the Nvidia one? Oh, it might be. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, right. it's, or it's real close. Maybe it's the yeah. day before. Yeah, and I, mean, I, I think AWS Innovate has been around for this is their their big annual thing. So it might be when they make some big announcements, like you said, Ken. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm interested to see it for sure. I like that their like first track is all about like the business journey of generative AI of like, and, and so seeing kind of where's the business value in the, in it. And I'm sure even the, something we'll talk about here in a little bit of one of the articles of like, is AI good for everything type of uh, world that we're kind of in. And 
Um, I did love they have obviously towards towards the bottom here. They have the uh, we were chatting about this at one point was the the AWS Deep Racer. They're a little machine learning cloud based 3D racing simulator, fully autonomous, one eighteenth scale race car driven by reinforcement learning and global racing league. I'm just doing a quick commercial for them. So, so you know, <laughs> not a sponsor. I don't understand what the, where, where do you run this thing? Like, is there a track? I, it, it's a good what? question. All virtual though, but that's the thing I don't get is it's a virtual 3D racing simulator with a physical car though. Is it a joke that you can buy it? Like maybe it's an April part of an April Fool's Day joke. How much I bet you, I bet you what you do, it's it's kind of like the last Top Gun movie. You fly through a virtual, um, you know, in that movie, they flew through a virtual scenario. Here you're driving through a virtual scenario and the car comes with cameras and sensors. I think I read it's got a gyroscope in it and a, a accelerometer. So you have this virtual course and you can literally run it anywhere. You might need a 10 square foot area on your floor. And then how fast can you get the car to go through that virtual course? I don't know. Yeah. I, it's not cheap, though. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. How much was it again? It's like 600 bucks to get it. That's, that's... Yeah. It's like three Roombas. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Maybe five Roombas if you buy the, the sort of the cheap Amazon ones. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, obviously, the, the AWS Innovate, uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it further. And, and we encourage people to definitely sign up and see what they kind of discuss on it and and we'll be able to kind of obviously flesh it out in a little more detail and give our and these guys uh these doctors opinions on on the topics uh, as well as as that comes up in a, in a few weeks uh but to, to dive into the the next topic forward thinking cfo uh so uh, there's a great article uh that i saw with uh cfo brew is so it's a, a line uh that comes off of uh um, the Morning Brew, which is a, a neat little newsletter, email newsletter that I love to get, uh, but it was specifically around CFOs and, and data infrastructure. The title is uh, What We're Not Talking About When We Talk About AI. Uh, a quick quote that I'll read, and then I kind of want to get your guys' take on the article as well as just the topic overall. Uh, so it says, finance leaders are hearing from their boards, from from the CEOs, from investors, we've got to get on this train of AI. But the main trouble with the AI will solve all your problems mentality is that it's fundamentally backwards. Hopper, who's a CFO uh, himself, explained many finance leaders have this vision and they just throw AI at it as if it's going to fix everything. He added, if, if you don't need AI, don't overcomplicate it. Just use a system that solves the problem. What, what's your thoughts on that? Wholeheartedly agree. Too many times we overcomplicate problems. Um, I think my background in ops research is all about pragmatism. You know, if there's a practical answer, then use it. Don't don't throw technology at it just to say, hey, I did a deep learning model using AI here. Um, because then what, what you're also doing is you're making it a lot harder to maintain it or innovate around it. So keep it simple. There's nothing wrong with that. AI is definitely going to help, but I think what this article really alludes to a lot is you got to get your data in order before you can do AI. Now, you should you should do that with AI in mind. You know, don't don't be blind to that. But 
don't jump right into AI without some good data or data maturity, I think is what they call it in the article. I mean, you know, Enron, WeWork, they've been generating income statements for using generative AI for for income statements for a long time. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so, you know, look, I think it's great that, that these CFOs are, are, are thinking about the use of generative AI. It's probably awesome that they can get sponsorship to do some projects. The use of generative AI, um, you know, across the board, including in finance op uh, outcomes requires context around data, which is not really a gen AI problem. It's a data contextualization problem. Mm -hmm. You know, routinely, um, and, and like, so so at Architect, we do we do a lot of implementations of a tool, tool called OneStream, right? Which which helps this whole this whole process. And, and in certain circumstances, circumstances, some of those data then have to move say out into Snowflake to do some reporting, right? Or to, to do some data enrichment. Um, you know, in those circumstances where you move data out of your transactional system and put it into a centralized database, which is necessary to do a lot of this generative AI, you lose a lot of context. And it's in the context where the generative AI can be useful. If I ask like, you know, what are my expected sales tomorrow? I need to build a statistical forecast. And then a statistical forecast has to be built based on good principles of data, gener like the data generating process, which is the same problem that we had when we didn't have the interactive bot that asked, that lets you ask the question. So the, the answer for generative AI is only as good as the context that's around the data. Um, so it's not really like, I don't like it that we, that we kind of blanketly say it's about the data or it's a data problem. It's contextualization of the data. Mm -hmm. It's the biggest problem, um, probably an opportunity too, right? Um, for all this stuff. Yeah. I liked the article and you mentioned it, Marty talked about the data maturity was the specific term mm -hmm. that used uh and i feel like that still even goes in the same context of or level of kind of data context is part of that data maturity would you say mm -hmm. right uh, i mean completely um you know it it's really why like having some folks with some gray hair inside your organization tends to still have a lot of value this they understand the the meaning behind the 15 different revenue fields that you have available and which one is the right one to pull at this time, right? Uh, eventually, I hope systems are smart enough to capture that. But, you know, we, we've continued to see anytime you do the data, the pure data centralization play, you do run the risk of losing your context. Because yeah. outside of the system that runs your business, you don't really know what these fields and these tables mean. Uh, yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a big opportunity. It's a big problem. But Generative AI is not going to fix that. No. I like the title of it with being like future or forward-looking CFO. Uh, what do you guys see as if, if CFO is listening to this and they are that forward-thinking CFO and has these AI kind of dreams and, and obviously sees the need for it to some capacity at some point with their company, where, where do they start to even consider that? Find someone who can tell you the truth about it. 
and isn't again just going to sell you a piece of hardware or a piece of software but someone with some thought leadership i mean ken said it you know someone with a little bit of gray hair who's been around for a while um there's plenty of you know people coming out of college and even grad school with a lot of smarts and a lot of abilities but they don't have the context for how this evolved and and how it how it you know came about um that that seasoning that you get uh in the workforce i think helps a lot um the the way that i see most companies having some success with this and we talked to one this week that i think is doing a pretty good job is is they're taking a a very use case centric approach um rationalizing project by project rather than um developing a full-blown strategy like i i do think it's important to have a some idea of an overarching strategy around, you know, build by that kind of stuff. But um, it's probably it's probably makes a lot of sense to 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 take a case by case application. And if you have a bit of a quilt of like a, a sort of patched together quilt of of AI use case uh, generative AI use cases, that's not so bad. Right. It, it, you don't need mm-hmm. to say, oh, we're a uh, exclusively Google shop and all we do is use Bard for everything and Google tools. And it's probably somewhat foolish. Right. Because you need you need some more, probably some more context. Right. These look at the GPT store. It's it's nothing but a bunch of really uh, an attempt to get more specific to solve a specific problem. Right. Yeah. Speaking of, I, I haven't, Marty, have you played with any fun new ones? I haven't, I haven't touched. No, it came up in a, a conversation earlier um, on a project we're working on. And I mean, the, the volume of stuff that's out there, there's a lot of people just putting their solutions out there. And I think that's going to help. It, it gives people ideas on how, oh, I like your product, but I want to tweak it this way. So I, I think it's going to spur some innovation. Why is... I've toyed with Dolly mm-hmm. recently, and I've seen some other people toying around with it. Why is it so bad at spelling? <laughs> like I saw one company posted, and I actually was talking about this just recently with some of our leadership showing them the post of, uh, uh, it was a holiday Christmas card that they posted in December that was, I could tell by the look of it that it was made by Dolly, um, mm-hmm. that it was an AI created image. And the spelling was a problem. I was I was kind of shocked the company posted it. The spelling was that bad. Like it said, you mean holidays with a Z at the end. Like it was like I'm like, what is going on here? And I've just noted it's, it's horrendous the spelling. Yeah, and you and I assume what you mean is the uh, it's the attempt the attempt to correct it is even okay. Spell it this way, and then it scoops something up, or like radically changes the the picture or logo. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah. there's an element of randomness uh, to the generative process, right? It, and even getting back to the exact same answer that you got back to got to before is 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 hard. I I, oh, yeah. I, I mean, Marty, wouldn't you say that's like that's part of using these giant neural nets? Is is getting back to the same getting to the same answer twice is is not always an easy is an easy thing. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a solving a neural net has a stochastic component to it because that's how they do it faster. They pick parts to solve. And if you don't 
on the onset say start at this random it's a random number seed at this particular place every time you try it you're going to have a different answer it may not be radically different or it may be um i wonder mitchell since dolly is an art folk visual art focus thing it's not necessarily maybe using text to come up with these words it's using pictures of words it's seeing in other pictures where you take some artistic license or maybe you don't get a complete picture so it's just kind of drawing what it thinks looks like a word which may not be a word and that's what's screwing it up um sense. that makes sense for sure um now marty you mentioned if you look at storefronts they always try to be creative with their names and stuff like that so they're not they're on purpose, not spelled properly. Yeah. Uh, or they're have like a name for representing something else. Probably a little, and we're going to get demonetized with what I'm about to say. Not actually, I'm joking. We're not monetized, but, <laughs> but there was a chicken, Are chicken money for this. <laughs> There's a chicken coop company that was making chicken coops. And it made me, you made me think of it. And their, their name was a, uh, uh, cluck it chicken coop design. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was dying when I saw it. Uh, but anyways, you you mentioned Marty. I'm curious. You guys got some uh, some gray hairs as well as individuals. Like, <laughs> is that something that you guys have expertise in too? If there's somebody listening that wants to get into this to reach out to kind of you guys on on where to start? Absolutely. We, we, yeah. yeah, we have, uh, in, in addition to a lot of experience, we have an offering of a generative AI uh, roadmap or assessment. That can be done in a in a relatively short period of time, a couple of weeks. Um, come in, take a look at what you're currently doing from a, an advanced analytics perspective, and then combine that with our uh, experience uh, at asking the right questions and helping you develop a set of use cases that that you could sort of start to tackle. Um, and I'd say pro, I'd say some of the benefit there is it will will help you from making too many big big early mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, Marty, you've certainly seen a few um, oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, the shiny object syndrome, especially, uh, unfortunately, big companies, because they kind of have a little bit of the, the capital, the quote unquote, waste on it. And it really does just turn into waste. Um, you can do this smart. There's nothing wrong with experimenting. And uh, I think Ken said earlier, you know, find a good use case, find a problem that needs to be solved. And then that's where you use it. Don't don't say we're gonna we're gonna use AI for everything. I mean it 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 doesn't pertain to everything. But there's a couple of very specific things where it pertains to. Yeah, love it. Awesome. Well, that's we're already a little past time, so we'll uh, look to uh, get scheduled for chatting about this more next next week. But obviously, everybody again, sign up for AWS Innovate, and we'll chat about that when that actually comes out in six weeks, and we we watch those. But Thanks for tuning in and see you all next week. All righty. Bye, everyone.